Hello and welcome to Case Reopen, your number one Detective Conan rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Treese, and joining me as always is the one, the only, Colleen. Hello! So today we have two uh, exciting episodes, very different from one another. We have episode 119, the Kamenyaba murder case, and then episode 120, a honey cocktail murder case. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's start with the Kamenyaba murder case. Or the Kaiman this... Rider case? <laughs> yeah, so we could not find good fan subs for this epi- these episodes. We were stuck to the ones that have Conan with a K on it. And, uh, boy, they got a lot of stuff wrong. Although, Colleen made the executive decision for the second episode to find her DVD set and then actually watch the legitimate episode. So I'm going to be relying on her for that one. Oh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I actually had to rewatch the first episode as well with the official subs. So oh, that's good. I know, I know this. I'm familiar with that. this case, too. <laughs> All right, so this originally aired October 12, 1998. And the Conan's going into this episode was Model Gun. Uh, so the bad, poorly translated uh, episode starts with, Today we talk about common, well, it said rider, as you... Every time it would say Common Yaba, they would put Common Rider instead. And uh, it says that Conan saw something during the cosplay. So, have you ever cosplayed, Colleen? Are you that much of a nerd? <laughs> I I mean, I consider myself a pretty big nerd, but I don't cosplay. I I mean, I okay. totally respect the the art of cosplay, do but you? I don't do it myself. Sure. I mean, when it's done well. <laughs> you know, I bet cosplays. Kyle. Spencer. Spencer. <laughs> Spencer and Kyle cosplay together. They'd be like they would be awesome. Ayumi. Yes. Who do you think would oh, be Ayumi that's... out of those two? Uh, Spencer, right? Yeah, I mean Spencer can do it all. He'd he be could like, be Ayumi I'm and the cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, has she ever done that in the show though? That would be inauthentic. Well, Sometimes the real person's personality comes out during the cosplay, you know? Yeah. Have you cosplayed? No. (laughs) You say that with such, like, hate for it. Have I cosplayed? (laughs) Absolutely not. That's, like, one step removed from being a furry. Oh, is it? Yeah. I mean, they're both wearing costumes, (laughs) let's be real. Yeah, but that's, like, Halloween, too. Oh god, I guess I have cosplayed them. <laughs> I was like a teenage mutant ninja see, turtles as a kid. Oh god. Yeah. Well. Oh god. See, I think there it goes into like two different realms, right? Because normally people don't think of Halloween costumes as cosplay, right? But if you're uh, dressed up as an anime character or like some sort of character from I don't know a manga, even is that considered cosplay now? Yeah. I'm I'm asking all the tough questions here. You really are. Have you go, do you go to any like? This this episode we see like an adult kind of like dress up party, a masquerade. Have, do you go to like dress up parties, Colleen? Are you no. that cool? <laughs> so that goes back to why I don't cosplay. I don't really like to dress up. I don't like having attention on me, and I don't know for. And I realize that if you're at a party and everyone else is dressed up, then chances are people aren't going to be staring at you but i still feel 
like self-conscious about it so i just don't dress up i don't do halloween i don't cosplay just i think the furthest i'll go uh at a convention or something we'll put like i'll put on a shirt with some sort of anime character on it (laughs) done see yeah i don't get invited to those parties either i only get uh i only get invited to those like rich orgies where they wear the masks like eyes wide shut oh, right. i get invited to those all the time mm-hmm. but uh none of those costume parties yeah so i i couldn't relate to your lifestyle tyler i mean it's just for the rich and the elite and uh i'm both right right i never doubted that so this episode <laughs> opens with the detective boys agreeing to go to a new coffee house that night so right off the bat <laughs> The coffee house thing? I was like, what? They're going to go eat dinner outside at a coffee house? Like, that's kind of where the sub was going. In the other one, it's a curry. So they're going out to eat curry. How do they get coffee out of curry? I don't know. I did think it was weird that they were talking about coffee. I was like, why Why are kids in the coffee? And they're like, <laughs> oh, I can't wait to try coffee food. I'm like, what the hell yeah. is that? Like a donut? And then, yeah, and then Genta was talking about seafood. I'm like, what seafood are you going to get a coffee shop? <laughs> but he was asking about eel, which makes a oh my lot god. more sense because it's Genta. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so, yeah, just wanted to mention that. <laughs> All right, there we go. So they then see a man dressed up as a common yaiba, a police officer who arrives on a motorcycle. They bombard him with questions and he yells after Genta tries to touch his gun. Then runs off to the temple ahead of them when Ron and Kogoro arrive. Conan reveals that they want dinner too, and Ron says they can all eat together while Kogoro complains about the money he's going to spend at this coffee house. I guess a <laughs> curry place. While walking to the place, they see a man dressed up as Kotman Yaba. He even does their signature kick to wow them. He then recognizes Kogoro as a famous detective and says that he's a huge fan of his. Kamenyaba takes off the mask and reveals himself as Yasuyuki Tsutsumi, a university film club member, and he asks the kids if they want to join their masquerade party that they're throwing. Kagura says it'll save him money, and he decides to go once he's offered beer, which Conan says will also save him money. Yeah. There's also that cute little part where uh, Ron's like, oh, we have to call all your moms to make sure they're not worried. And the next scene basically cuts to Kogoro complaining about, like, how are all these parents just agreeing to this? There was also a very funny scene where Ginta calls the guy dressing up as Kamen Yaba ugly. And he's like, the real Kamen Yaba would be more handsome. Yeah. Well, that's super hilarious because Mitsuhiko uh, says something like that as well, I think. Maybe it was his line. I can't remember. But the guy looks exactly like him. I don't know if you <laughs> noticed that, but he has like, the same hairstyle as Mitsuhiko. Oh, God. And so does the one of like one of the kids at the end, like the little brother of the, the guy. I'm like, why are all these characters looking like Mitsuhiko? Everybody's Mitsuhiko, deep down. Yep. <laughs> the party's in the basement of a big mansion, and the kids are thrilled to see all the outfits. Susumi then introduces a girlfriend, who's also the leader of the film club. Madoka Satomi. She's also the daughter of the mansion's owner. She's pleased to meet Kogoro, and he tries putting on the charm since she's a cute girl. She then reveals that she'll be dressing up as Kamen Yaba's childhood friend and girlfriend Natsume Rei later. The kids then talk about how 
the character doesn't know her boyfriend's secret identity and that she always forgives him for running off and Ron remarks that she can really understand how she feels. Okay, yet another difference in the the sub, like the the fan sub, it did say that she'd be uh, dressing up as the that character later. In the other sub that I watched, she was already dressed up as that character. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> that was her costume. <laughs> it wasn't a very noticeable costume, but I guess she's just playing a regular girl. Yeah, exactly. So. I mean, it's not that pertinent to the case, but it does change your viewing perspective when you realize, yeah. oh, she's already in costume. Because otherwise it was just kind of weird. Like, you had all these people dressed up as aliens, and then she's kind of just there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I was wondering why she hadn't changed yet when she's the host <laughs> of the party. Doka then ignores Kogoro to play with the kids, and he says that he wishes he was a kid. To which Kogoro responds and says, and I want to be an adult. <laughs> Conan had such really, uh, such great like zingers in this one one-liners. Yeah, he really did. Even through like the goofy translation, they they still definitely came through here. Mm -hmm. uh, we then see the man in the police uniform arrive, whose name is Osamu Honda. Honda joined the club half a year ago and is shocked when he sees Kogoro. Then says that his gun is just a model, and he shows it to Mori, saying that the shells are empty shots and that the barrel is sealed. A man named Katsuji Mishima then enters and yells at Honda, saying that he won't spare him. He points a gun at him and says that he'll kill him. He then shoots him in the chest and then commits suicide by shooting himself in the head. Everybody's just shocked by this series of events, and were you too, Colleen? Yeah, so I hadn't, I didn't remember this case. I didn't know what was going on. I just thought, oh, well, thank goodness Kogoro's here because he's the best at flagging suicide cases. <laughs> yeah, he does live up to it. He's like, hey, suicide. Stop. <laughs> okay, we're done. <laughs> Honda, Honda then gets up, revealing that he was wearing a bulletproof vest. How convenient. Uh, but it, the bullet actually still went through the vest, which doesn't seem very bulletproof. And it left him slightly injured. Right. <laughs> so he's not 100%. Well, risks involved, I suppose. Kenan looks at the body and realizes that there are no burn marks to the head. Takagi and Meguri then arrive, and Kogoro says it was clearly a suicide. It wasn't. Once again, <laughs> wrong. Meguri says it's a strange case, and we then learn that the bulletproof vest was part of the costume. Honda reveals that he told Mishima that his motorcycle sucked during a recent meeting, and it pissed him off. Susumi adds more details by saying that Mishima typically cosplayed as Kamen Yaiba, and that he had made his motorcycle look identical to the one at the show. So imagine that being a murder motive, Colleen. Somebody just said your motorcycle sucked. And he's like, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. I mean, the whole, I'm, this whole, like, the premise of this episode is pretty ridiculous, but, yeah. What makes it ridiculous is that it's, like, anime fans' motorcycles. Because if you think of, like, actual bikers, like... They've totally killed over this. Like, if somebody said, like, they were at a bar and they're like, yo, man, your bike sucks. Like, guarantee you somebody's escalated a bar fight and, like, murdered somebody over that. But just because it's, oh, like, probably. these two dweebs that are like, my common yai about motorcycles so cool, you're <laughs> so wrong. I'm gonna show you. <laughs> but it's a pride thing. So, regardless of whether it's, like, a biker gang or an anime motorcycle, I think it boils down to how much love and joy and pride you put into that thing 
Like, I can't really relate. I don't ride motorcycles. But, I mean, if somebody joked around about something that I cared about, yeah, I would I would feel hurt, but I don't think I would kill over it necessarily. But what you're saying is that there were at least bar fights. Well, you know, that's also the, the difference between men and women. I would kill over that in one second. We're just yes. violent individuals. Okay, so today we have finally discovered the difference between men and women. That's the only difference, though. Otherwise, the only thing. <laughs> completely alike. Yep. Like, why do we bother even having two genders? Amen, sister. It would just be so much simpler if I could just... We're all fellas. Yeah. <laughs> fellas so naturally Conan is still suspicious about the case and the officer reveals that the bullet that hit honda was homemade and that the gun was a model do you have any clarification on that because it didn't really make sense that the gun was able to shoot if it was a model um it was just highly modified like you turned a model into a working gun yeah i mean later on during the deduction show i just recall conan explaining that a little bit more how it was modified. I think that's the only, that's how they explained it. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of terminology around the gun, how it's uh, plugged and or sealed. I guess in this case, like, yeah. It's just like, all right, I'll I'll just take it for what it is. I, I don't know too much about guns, so yeah. Like Mishima, we are not gun experts here, right? So the rest of the club says that Mishima knew nothing about guns, and the kids get mad at Conan for asking if Kamen Yaba uses a gun, as he only needs his fists to fight for justice. Pow, pow! <laughs> I love how Conan goes to them as, like, um, I don't know, the, uh, what are those people called? Um, when you have to ask somebody for, like, factual information when you're doing a show, let's say. Uh, I don't know, those people have specific titles. But uh, the kids are, like, his source of information for all things kind of... Yeah, it's kind of funny, because he has to, like, <laughs> act like a kid. He's kind of like that meme with, like, where he's like, how do you do, fellow kids? And it's the old guy. Where kind of trying to be like, hey, kids, <laughs> let's talk about some common yaba that I totally watch and enjoy. Right. Yeah, the kids are like, you know nothing about it. Well, and I guess these university students, too, because they're hardcore That's how you know fans. they're losers, because they're really into a kid's show. It's, it's almost like two adults being into Detective Kevin. <laughs> no <yeah>. comment. <laughs> oh, God. This is us. Oh, no. Yeah. Imagine if they actually talked Imagine about it. Imagine if they did a oh. podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> Recorded what, themselves. They'd have a podcast if this was made today. Oh, no. Call. What have we done? <laughs> Where have we gone wrong with our lives? end up here yeah oh we are goodness. these people. we might not cosplay but we're even worse for podcasters oh no <laughs> <sighs> so the detective boys reveal that only the SWAT team members ever have a gun in the show and the kids mentioned that the murder was like watching a tv show itself and that's when Conan puts the case together and says that he's figured out the murder <laughs> the murder Conan's offended that the killer did it right in front of him and he asked Ginta to see his detective badge, which they, they called something hilarious, like, uh, in the bad sub, it was like his arm bracelet or something. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. And so right. he gives it to the police forensics guy to take a look at it. Megari tells Honda and Susumi that they can go to the hospital just when Conan knocks out Kogoro. He tells them that to wait as the deduction show is just beginning. 
Kegger reveals that this is in fact a murder case and that it was planned. He says that the killer told Mishima to put on the act to scare the party and then pretend to shoot himself. Hana had planned a fake quarrel days ago with Mishima and then modified two model guns with different types of bullets, one of which was real. He originally gave Mishima the fake one, but then swapped guns at the temple earlier. The gun that Honda gave to Mishima wasn't sealed because he was afraid it would be involved afterwards. Honda then chose today when he was wearing the SWAT costume since it has the gun and it wouldn't be strange if he wore a bulletproof vest. So that's why he still went through with it, even though Kagura was there. I always like when they have a little moment of like, oh, these guys aren't like completely stupid as to why they did the crime when there's this top notch detective there. Like, you know, he was kind of forced into doing it. Like, today was the day, so I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it's so coincidental like this one, whereas other cases, I think even, like, the second one we're going to talk about, like, the the culprit knew that Kogro was going to be there, and the, they still go through with it, whereas this guy, he's just like, okay, maybe I can get away with it, even if he's here. Honda then moved away from the crowd and let Mishima shoot him. Since he was unfamiliar with guns and had practiced the same scene with Honda before, Mishima didn't realize that he fired a real bullet. Okay, so this guy's an idiot. So, like, even if you're so inept with guns and this guy (laughs) pretended to act that way, you should have known that was a real bullet. Like, come on, dude. Like, how dumb are you to see it, like, pierce the dude, you see him go down and there's blood, and then he's like, well, I'm still gonna get through with this and shoot myself. I know. Well... So this guy is categorically stupid, uh, just all around. <laughs> but the way that he looked when he was about to shoot himself, he looked like drugged up or something. So I thought that this was a case where like the guy drugged him or something or like had some sort of I don't know, mind control over him because he looked totally zoned out. <laughs> so the, he was on the greatest drug of all, anime. <laughs> I was like, love? But anime, yep, yeah, that's the that's the one. Karen says that Mishima didn't commit suicide as there would have been burn marks because he would have pressed the gun to his temple. He kept it away from him because an empty shot still would have hurt his ear. And boy, did it do more than that. <laughs> you know? Gosh. Like, even if you're going to fake it, why not point it, like, behind you or something? Like, there's 5,000 ways to, like, still yeah. do a convincing fake suicide and, like, other than pointing it straight to your head. Like, even in the emergency, like, don't be an idiot. Yeah, I don't think I would even trust, you know, my best friend with something like this. Like, oh, let's fake a gunshot scene. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> even if they're fake guns. Like, I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, there's always that risk involved, I suppose. But, I don't know. I don't even know why they would bother trying to scare the party like oh this is so fun wow guys that was really cool like it's something like people would say is sarcastically cool and they'd be like yeah it really was we're pretty cool (laughs) kegra then asked the investigators see if the gun has genta's fingerprints on it as he had touched it earlier and uh honda doesn't even wait for them to get the fingerprints he's like yep i did it (laughs) and he's like kegra when did you (laughs) think when did you think it was me man and he says that it was after Susumi told him that he was a fan of model guns, but sealed the barrel. I didn't really understand that point. Do you have any extra information there? Because I feel like you'd want it sealed either way. Unfortunately not. So it was translated kind of similarly. Like, the way I understood it was like... 
actually no i didn't really understand i was just like okay so obviously there's a difference between how he would handle a real gun versus yeah. a fake one somehow but he says he did that but, since he was afraid yeah. something would happen hana then reveals that mishima killed his younger brother two years ago his brother bought a common yaiba poster and mishima stole it on his motorcycle his uh, younger brother ran after him and got hit by a car dying in the hospital a few days later his final words was that he Wanted the caption cabin, Kamen Yaiba. What a dork. So, his final words were that he wanted to capture Kamen Yaiba. In the other sub, it was like, he wanted Kamen Yaiba to capture the guy who stole his poster. Oh, uh, okay. His... That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 I noticed that too. I was just like, why would he... So, the kid's like now angry at Kamen Yaiba for some reason? I thought because he had the bike that looked like Kamen Yaiba, I guess, I, but although I think he did it more recently, he decked it out, but yeah, uh, I but thought maybe he had the bike then and, you know, it looked like his bike or something. Sure. But yeah. that makes more sense. Honda then joined a bunch of Kamen Yaiba fan clubs, and he's like, God, I had to deal with all these weebs <laughs> and, uh, in order to find the cyclist, and eventually, half a year ago, he joined this one, and that's when Mishima showed him the paper and lied by saying it was a prize that his brother gave to him. He's like, he doesn't have a brother. I'd know it. What if he does have a brother? It'd be really funny if, like, this guy wasn't the person who did it. I know. Like, how did he... So, okay, first of all, how did he know that this guy didn't have just a brother? Because in the other dub... Or the other sub-brother, he was like, Oh, I know he doesn't have a brother named... Uh, what's his little brother's name? It was like... Hitoshi or something like that. He's like, I know he doesn't have a brother named Hitoshi. I'm like, how, how much research did you do on this? this fellow also like how rare is this poster why didn't the guy just buy it for like two bucks or whatever a kid can spare i guess ebay wasn't well the kid so he won it okay so it wasn't then so it was maybe like like a a limited edition thing okay yeah so this guy being the ultimate kaiman yaiba collector had to steal from a child hell yeah so Honda then goes on this really warped explanation that he's a hero and he's like Kamen Yaiba because he's getting revenge. And that's when Ayumi objects and he says that he's nothing like Kamen Yaiba. Mitsuhiko says that Kamen Yaiba doesn't fight for vengeance. And Genta says that he maintains justice. Even Madoka agrees and says that he doesn't understand the character at all. <laughs> and so, that's what gets him. That's yeah, when he like, like totally collapses. Like, breaks down he's like i guess i'm not a weeb after all i'm not one of you after the ending song kegger gets upset when ron wants to watch common yaiba at 7 30 instead of a yoko okino concert she says that they need to watch it since he maintains justice against evil and that they have to support him kegger then says that yoko does the same by singing for him <laughs> And then uh, the last line wasn't translated. Is that no. right? The, the thing that Conan said? Uh, what did he say? I think he, he says um, something like, uh, oh, this old guy's going to live a long time or something like that. That's probably true. I think true. he's al- alluding to like how you know, Kogoro's so worry-free. <laughs> yeah. Next Conan's hint is Balloon. So, be on the outlook for balloons next time, Colleen. 
that makes sense. A balloon did play a role in the next case. <laughs> so before we move on to the honey cocktail murder case, or the wine of bee and chicken tail murder case, as the subs called it, uh, what do you <laughs> think about? <laughs> it's really ridiculous. What do you think about the uh the common yab murder case? Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think. I guess uh, I enjoyed it more the <laughs> more the second time around when I actually knew what was going on with the victim because the entire time I was like, how did he like mind control him into doing this? But when I realized it was a simple sort of uh, setup and then a switch, it uh, became a lot more enjoyable. Like just to uh, like zero in on the little details in the episode. Like all the little jokes with the kids and Conan, um, I just thought the the motive for the murder was really, um, or not the motive rather, but like the whole setup of like, oh, let's you know scare our friends into thinking that we're so angry at each other that you would shoot me and then kill yourself. Like that seems really far fetched to me. <laughs> Yeah, but they're just, like, stupid 20-something males. I could definitely see them being, like, thinking that would be really cool. So I buy okay, that. Yeah. I buy I buy the, the I dumbness guess you have a point of there. 20-year-old males being like, bro, it'd be so if we'd totally get them if, like, we pretended to shoot each other, yo. Like, okay, point taken, but they're also, like, anime fans. So it's almost like when they want to preserve themselves so they can watch more Kaim and Yaiba because I think the show's still going. Okay, so this is how the conversation <laughs> went. They weren't bros. They were like, you know what would be really cool? It'd be really cool <laughs> if we pretended to act out a Kaim and Yaiba scene and you tried to shoot me because you were a bad guy, but then it wasn't real because it was all fake and we got them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I could see that happen. Why? <laughs> That's like a deleted scene. Yeah, That didn't uh, make it into the episode. Yeah, I don't know why it was cut, but it should have been shown. So, yeah, I thought it was a fun enough episode. It was very simple. There wasn't really a trick. When the trick's just like, oh, I swapped out his fake gun with a real gun, you're kind of like, okay. Because, like, most of the time with Conan, it's so convoluted. It's like a 30-step process, and there's, like, all this science, science involved and stuff, and here it's just like... Yeah, I just gave him a real gun, and then he shot himself. And you're like, okay. Yeah, which means you wonder, how did he, the guy manipulate him into doing that? But it's if it was as dumb as just, like, they agreed to it, then... I mean, the maybe the bigger trick, or not the bigger trick, but, like, the bigger investigative point of this episode was Conan trying to find proof. So that was pretty nifty. He remembered about uh, Yenta's fingerprints. Yeah, you know, it's it's just a really dumb thing. But uh, I don't want to keep insulting our audience base by saying that anime likers are stupid because uh, we depend on them to listen to this podcast each week. <laughs> I respect every anime fan. Let me just say that right now. Of course. As do I. So, yeah, this is uh, an anime original, of course. Which I'm pretty sure you knew it wasn't a manga case. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was... Pretty clear. <laughs> and boy, the next case is also an anime original. This is episode 120, a honey cocktail murder case. 
This originally aired October 19th, 1998. And this is when I knew, like, I was in for a bad time. Because <laughs> the very first sentence here is, Today we talk about wine of bee and chicken tail. Wow, that's so, um, unappetizing. <laughs> I never understood the chicken tail thing. We never see a chicken in this episode. We never see a tail of a chicken. We never see anything resembling a bird. Like, okay, but you know what they're trying, what they what they were going for with that, right? No, cocktail. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like a rooster, like a cock. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> see, it's fun when you translate it like that. What idiots! Oh my, God. they're close. They're almost. I can't remember what the uh, what the other sub was. The official sub for that one. <laughs> Today we talk about wine of bee and chicken tail. Okay, <laughs> talk about. So they're trying to just say they talk about the honey cocktail. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Wine of bee would it be honey? <laughs> so I gotta ask you: Are you much of a drinker, Colin? I am not. Have you ever heard of alcohol having dead bees in it? No. And what was the other one that he had? Like newts or something? Yeah, I tried Googling this. I could not find any alcohol with like bees in it. Hmm. Because it was sake. Sake with bees. Alright, was it sake? Sake, bees, in it. Let's see. Huh. Yeah, Maybe it's so. common uh, in this area, wherever they are. I don't, think it, I don't think it's common anywhere, man. Unless that's not a real place. <laughs> made sure. up some bullshit. But uh, irregardless, we're here to We don't to mean talk any disrespect if this is a real thing. The I mean, total disrespect. Quit drinking bees, man. The bees are dying. <laughs> yeah, save the bees. Well, these are wasps. Or, yeah. They were yellowtail wasps, I think. So the episode begins with Conan hitting his head as Kugger drives on a bumpy road, providing a lesson to always wear your seatbelt. That was a great opening. <laughs> they arrive at the client's house and are greeted by the caretaker, Shingo Aihara. He invites them inside and introduces them to Hiromi Yamazaki, who's the president of Yamazaki Development. And there's also the mayor of Iwami City, Hachibe Hachimaki, and our, our fantastic subtitles, Called him Hanmaki, and then there were parentheses and it went question mark, question mark. <laughs> it's like even they couldn't figure out what this guy's name was. Like, how should we translate his last name? Like, just real confidence here with these guys. Finally, we meet the secretary, Yamazaki Iri Nakamura, who really has no role in this episode at all. She just kind of stands around. Like, they don't even, like, for a split second, even, like, try to have her do anything or like bring attention to herself as a like suspect like a red herring like she's just yeah. there so i think if i recall correctly she does two semi-important things in the episode and does then, she so she's the one who tells the gang about the uh what's her face the president's backstory okay yeah and then she's also the one that kogoro tells to look at the doorknob <laughs> And she's like, okay. what? It looks normal to me. Um, Great moments. 
yeah, <laughs> stellar like highlights of this episode. This is I like Ron the, holding the door like a flashlight. The, at the door. Flashlight, yes, oh, classic. That'll go down in history. Um, but more so than that, I guess she's just there to show like because the the main character or like the not the main character but the victim was a president of a company. Obviously, she wouldn't go anywhere without her secretary. Hence, why this person is here. So Karen finds a diorama and learns that it's for the hot springs that they're planning on building. It's next to a golf course, karaoke club, and an, even an amusement park. It's all meant to spur on the local economy, and work will begin on it tomorrow. They want Kogoro to help with advertising and to be in a commercial for it. He happily accepts, and then Yamazaki calls for their celebratory dinner. Everybody enjoys the local food when a phone in Yamazaki's room in the second story begins to ring. She goes to answer it and tells Kogoro to try her special collection. No more details. What were you thinking this special collection could be? Did you did you think that it would be a wine of bee and chicken tail? No, I thought it would be food. Because uh, they were just coming off of the conversation when Ron was like, Oh, all these fresh vegetables from Iwami and blah blah blah. And then she's like, Oh, why don't you try the specialties or... Well, yeah, if you loved vegetables, you'll love dead bees. <laughs> also, That's like, why I thought it, would, it was going to be food. We learned that she's like terrified of bees, yet she has a bunch of dead ones like hanging about and You're drinking right. it. Oh. Well, that just totally spun it another way. Like, she's now just killing bees because she hates them. Yeah, it's very weird. Uh, the mayor asks for the caretaker, but he doesn't respond. We then see the mayor hide something while standing up, and Conan asks what it is, but he says he'll know after he sees it. What What did he hide here? Because I don't recall ever learning what he was hiding there. Uh, huh. Because he says we'll know when he sees it, and I never knew. <laughs> oh, I did not catch that part at all. It might have just been a mistranslation. Who knows? Uh, so they open the door and find Ihara on the phone. And he's he very poorly like covers up whatever he's doing, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah. we'll take uh we'll take some beer and some juice, yeah, yeah." And then we see him stuffing a string into his pants pocket. Um, okay. Mayor th so at this point, did you suspect him, or did you think no, that is way too obvious? It's going to be somebody else. I figured it was just an obvious case. I was like, "Oh, he must be the killer." Mm, okay. See, I thought it was. Like, that was a red herring. Like, I thought they were trying to pull the wool over our eyes by saying, oh, look, he's stuffing string into his pocket, and this is going to come back later when you think that it's him, but it's not actually him. But see, it, it I was, was kind of spoiled <laughs> because uh, I went into the comments trying to see if anybody had a link to a better sub, but, and everybody was just like, this sub sucks, or they were going, this case was really obvious, and so once they said it was really obvious, I kind of like, when I saw that scene, I was like, oh, he must have done it. Uh, okay. The mayor then takes a wine bottle out of storage that is filled with dead bees and says it's special medicine. <laughs> Yummy. Okay, maybe. And Kegro's not down to drink this, and he, he like goes to this window to throw it out, but the, they all follow him, and they notice that the weather has gotten worse. They then hear a window break from above, and that's when they see Yamazaki fall out the window and down into a cavern with a little stream in it. They run down a... St what, were you shocked by seeing this body just fall out of nowhere? A little bit. 
So first of all, I was shocked that the house was built on like um, a cliff, <laughs> and then this body just hurling down from the top floor. I was like, "What is going on here?" Yeah, they never really bring attention to that cliff before this exact moment, so you really are just shocked that it's there. Yeah, yeah. It uh, definitely added some drama. They run down a staircase to the bottom when Conan notices a balloon flying above. Once they get to her body, she's already dead, and Conan spots pesticide spray. A police officer named Suzuki and a doctor named Sakurai arrive a bit later, and they both recognize Kogro. Although he'll never recognize them because they never show up ever again. Aww. <laughs> they were both like the most generic looking policemen too. Like I'm shocked they got names. Yeah, I know. So the uh well, I mean the, the moment you don't get like a a regional investigator to come down, like it's just a regular police officer, you know. Okay, we're never seeing you again. Kogoro goes to check Yamazaki's room, and Conan smells pesticides there. They notice a broken window of a door, and then several pieces of railing have collapsed. The police arrive with autopsy results, and they say that the fall killed her, which is kind of like, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was either that or, I don't know, she was poisoned beforehand or something, but yeah. Kogoro says that the room is automatically locked, and the windows were locked from the inside before they were broken. So it's basically a locked room murder. I love dun, that dun, he dun. had to. <laughs> I love that he had to tell us that he went through all the like the checklist. Like, well, this was locked and that was closed, so it's a locked room murder case. Conan investigates the nearby fireplace and he finds a dead yellow bee. Police officer then tells Kogoro that Yamazaki had several bee stings on her. I guess he was just not going to mention that until he saw this dead bee. Like, dude, you're a bum. You're bad at your job. <laughs> well, I guess he figured that it was very important when the cause of death was, like, a broken neck or the fall yeah. or whatever. The mayor says that she was afraid of bees and her secretary confirms this. And that she's been scared of bees ever since she was a little kid and got stung. It turns out that Ihara spotted her and brought her to a doctor, saving her life. And he was then given a job at the mansion as a result. So I guess she's allergic to bees. Yes, uh, yeah, the... I guess so. I mean, that Which was just very dramatic. Was... <laughs> yeah, well, he, she's scared of them. Kegger says he knows who the killer is and blames it on the bees. He points out and he's like, it was the bees. <laughs> <laughs> this this has got to be one of the greatest ones from Kogro. It's, I guess he's not technically wrong. No, Kogro, Kogro always has like some sliver of truth in his uh, accusations. He says that Yamazaki was stung by bees that came through the chimney, which winds up being true. Tried to want, run away and ran into the railing that broke. Ultra, like his deduction spot on here, actually. <laughs> like he didn't like. He's missing some details that, like, drastically change it, but, like, this part's not wrong. Uh, Conan asked why she didn't try to run downstairs, and Kegra was just like, eh, she was flustered. <laughs> she didn't and bother going through the door. That's when Conan notices something sticky against the doorknob, and then he examines the railing and says that it was a murder. Ooh. Another murder. Imagine that. Conan then goes outside to the shed, where he finds a beekeeper's outfit. Then spots two bottles that have been used recently, one which has some type of acid in it. 
this person really did not like try to hide shit. Like he had no real plan for this murder. No. Well, so this goes back to my point. I don't think he realized that, or see, did he know that Kogoro was going to be there? Because Kogoro was invited to go there, so he must have, unless the president didn't tell the the culprit. Well, he kind of addresses this um, at the very end, where he says that he had to do it today because he didn't want them having the celebration tomorrow or whatever. He wanted yeah, to ruin right. that. So I guess that's why he did it. But like, dude, you could have done this anytime. Like, why now? Why today? Yeah, stop trying to be so dramatic and just get your stuff done, and then you wouldn't get caught. He then uncovers helium tanks and wonders why they're there. Kenan then remembers the balloon and goes downstream to find it stuck in a tree. He climbs and retrieves it, finding a fishing line and a broken plastic bag attached to it with something black inside. What could it be? It's certainly not bees. Isn't it? I I found it weird how, like, they kept that part mysterious when it was, like, so obvious. Like, just say there's bees in it. Like, yeah. what else was going to be inside the balloon? I mean... We've already established that the balloon was in the chimney and the bees came from the chimney. So, like... Exactly. Did you, was that even needed? Yeah, I think they're trying to build more mystery around such an obvious case. And if they wanted to do that, then they shouldn't have shown us all those little aspects and just saved it for Conan. Yeah, I guess this part I didn't really get. So he climbs to the roof and then he checks the chimney for traces of, like, rain or water. Do you know why he was trying to find that? For rain or water? Um... Mm... I wonder if it had something to do with... Okay, I'm just going to talk out loud. I don't know if it's going to make sense. But because it was raining that day... That affected, like, the balloon's flight pattern. So if the balloon was in the chimney while it was raining or whatnot, because the balloon was big enough to, um, to cover, like, the, to block the path between, like, the, the house, <laughs> the house part of the chimney and, like, the yeah. exposed part, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. What, I don't remember why you went on the roof now. Yeah, it doesn't really have any great importance. Uh, he does see that it's been wiped off and that there's suit in it. Kenan then checks from within the room and finds a piece of tape down below in the chimney. And that's when he also spots a hole in the carpet. And that's when he realizes the killer's trick and who did it. Kiger and Ron then find Kenan inside the room and tell him not to run around. As they leave, Kenan knocks out Kiger with his wrist gun and he falls on a piano seat and he just clanks the piano. And then everybody runs in. They're like, what, what are you doing trying to play this <laughs> terrible song? It was so funny because they ran in like single file. They're like, Every one of them, the mayor, the secretary. It wasn't just like one person. Yeah, Kogoro tells them all that there was actually a murder. Oh, my. <laughs> the police officer asks for proof. And Kogoro points them to the doorknob. He says that the connecting part is sticky with honey. That was for attracting bees. That's why she couldn't go downstairs and decided to flee outside. The balcony had been rotting for a long time, but not due to age. It was because the killer had been applying acid to it in order to weaken it. Kagura says that the bees were arranged by the killer and shows them the balloon that Conan found. He tells Ron to look at what's in the bag, and it's dead bees. I guess maybe they're just sleeping. I hope they're just sleeping. <laughs> well, because he used... um. 
Oh, what was it? Because yeah, he, uh, he did knock out the yeah, he knocked out the bees with some drugs that were in the shed. Yeah. Um. Then he put the balloon in the chimney. He then asked Ihara about the helium tanks, and he says that it was used for children's balloons during the summer festival. Kyogre says that there's three helium tanks in the shed, showing that he repeatedly tried the trick, and that only one person could have done this, the caretaker. Kyogre says that he prepped the balloon earlier and tied a string to a piece of tape on it. The string then went through the hole downstairs and went into the kitchen so that he could release it and let the bees out from a distance. Ahara had called her upstairs phone to lure her up there and then release the bees. That caused her to panic, try to use the pesticide on them, and then ultimately fall to her death. When everybody ran outside, Ihara returned to the kitchen and pulled the string away so the balloon would fly out of the chimney. Kegara then asks to see Ihara's towel and says that it will have traces, trace amounts of honey from the door. The mayor checks it and he's like, this smells of honey. And um, that proves he's the murderer. <laughs> smells of wine Yeah, were you surprised that uh, the butler did it? Did you ever suspect anybody else? Cause you um, said that you thought maybe it was too obvious. So, like, did, who else were you suspecting? The mayor. I so hoped, like, a part of me hoped that this was a t- a twist ending, and the mayor actually did it. And I even had a oh, motive all motive? set up in my mind. I thought that maybe, <laughs> I thought maybe he wanted to get rid of the president so that he would be the only one to sort of get the fame and fortune um, for the the thing that they were building. Like the resort. So it's like, okay, yeah, I could see him wanting to get rid of her so he'd be the only one to profit from this. But uh, yeah, it ended up being the obvious choice. Kenan also says that his right pocket has the string in it. Police officer arrests him. And he says that Yamazaki acted like a queen bee while he was a hardworking normal bee. And that she lied to him about eventually becoming a manager of the springs, so he decided to kill her. Did you get any more information on the proper subs? Because uh, he, didn't, he didn't like show how he was knew he was being lied to. No, it was pretty much that. He was just like, I knew that it was not going to happen. I was like, how? Like, they they usually, for this type of stuff, I thought, like, don't they usually go into a little bit of a flashback where, like, she's... Yeah, or, or they'd show a twist where, like, she was actually doing it, and then he has, like, a regret at the end where he's like, oh, no, if only I trusted her or whatever. But no, we, that that's it. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing yeah, more exactly. to it. <laughs> yeah it really fell flat here just like from a story department and that like even if the common yaba case wasn't amazing like at least like that's a proper reason for murdering people like your younger brother died like you know there's that's a motive not just like oh this woman was nice enough to give my untalented ass a job but then she didn't keep promoting me <laughs> okay dude yeah and then I, I just had a hunch that she wasn't going to keep her promise and make me a manager, so yeah, I got rid of kind her. Kind of ridiculous. Uh, after the ending song, Kegger awakes and he's congratulated by his daughter. He says it was nothing for him to solve and says that they'll go to the hot springs in order to train as he's getting better and better. <laughs> and the other sub, it's like, we're going to go to the hot springs to get manlier. Hell yeah, get manlier. <laughs> and then Kenan says to himself that Kegro would just go to sleep if he knew what was best for him, as the episode ends. Wow. So the uh, next Kenan's hint is packing tape. Yep, that makes sense. Yep. From uh, watching the preview. Lots of packing tape. So, what do you think about this episode overall? What do you think about the honey uh, cocktail and the 
Wine of bee and chicken tail. <laughs> well, it's like we already mentioned. I thought it was pretty obvious. Like, like I said, I kind of was maybe reading more into it. I thought, okay, they're making it obvious. Like, and there's going to be a twist at the end. But no, it was straight out. Just what you saw was what you got. Um, so on that end of things, it fell a little flat. But I still enjoyed it. Like, the trick itself, I thought, was... Um, I mean, compared to the Kaiman Yaiba case, it was a little bit more intricate, and I, I enjoy those kinds of tricks. Um, when, when you kind of, when it was broken down into, like, okay, the guy did the balloon thing and all that, like, okay, maybe that wasn't as smart, because, like, you could never, like, he was just gonna assume that the balloon would fly away, far away, but actually got caught in a tree and Conan found it. But uh, the whole bit with the, the railing and the sulfuric acid, I thought that was pretty inventive. Um, so yeah, like compared, if I had to compare the two cases, I think I liked the second one slightly more just because there was more to the trick. Um, but overall, I think like these two are just pretty average cases. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I wouldn't say there's bad case. They're kind of just there. Like, I enjoyed watching this, but is it something I want to rewatch? Not really. Like, not, not anytime soon. Um, maybe once we... Well, just to see the yeah, dub. Yeah, <laughs> once we get to the fantastic dub rewatch, which we, we will be doing at some point, I'll watch it. But it's not something where, like, the Moonlight Sonata, where you're like, oh, I, I definitely would watch that again right now. You're kind of like, okay, we saw it once, and we'll just move on. But yeah, I, I thought it was a decent case. Definitely wasn't something super memorable, and I definitely won't remember it the next time we watch the, uh, <laughs> man, this freaking name, uh, the, I, I forget, I closed out of my notes, what was it called? The Wine of Chicken? The or... Wine of Bee and Chicken tail. Yes, the Wine of Bee and Chicken tail case. So, that's, as funny as that is, I probably won't go back to it very soon. So, uh, yeah, next week we have a two-parter to go through, which should be a lot of fun. Ooh, okay. It is the Locked Bathroom Murder Case, part one and two. So we have another closed murder in a bathroom, so that's tiny. Yeah. it's. Uh, I know you don't watch previews, Tyler, but for anyone who did go ahead and watch the preview, like, there's some wacky stuff going on. Do we have any, like, exciting character appearances? But you know the story. Uh, I don't think so. Not from the preview, okay. at least. Yeah, usually they would have, like, if it's, um, what's his face? Hattori. But I don't think he'd bother coming down to Tokyo. Just, just to for... get to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, we do have a review. We've been asking you guys the review on iTunes. Thankfully, somebody did. And it's none other than Spencer. He left a review. Yeah, Spencer! He titled it. Great Detective of the South approves. And he says, <laughs> Disclaimer! I have reached out to be part of the show. And that will not be reflected or sway my opinions on the show. With that stated, I am grateful for the CR crew for the opportunities and kindness that they show to a fan that has insight to add for their show. Thank you, Spencer. We, he does have insight. And you know he's that impartial judgment, Colleen. Because he's not going to let that sway him. You always get the realness talking to Spencer. So yeah, he gave us he gave absolutely. us five stars out of five, and he says, "Man, this is one of the best rewatch shows that you can listen to, and it makes you feel like you're watching the show's episode." Tyler, who's incredibly handsome, 
does a great job presenting. He didn't say that. He did not say the incredibly handsome part, sadly. Oh, I, I would have totally believed yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was bummed out by that. But he says, Tyler does a great job. <laughs> <That's> just <laughs> some editorial <laughs> there. Tyler does a great job presenting the narrative of the show in the analysis of the characters and shows. Doesn't feel forced like most rewatch shows in a similar format. I enjoy the commentary about the Conan lore and characters. The hosts are very knowledgeable about the series and have a variety of familiarity with the show in general. Comedy bits along with the extra research about certain lore of the week adds value as to most shows that focus on the ships rather than going deeper into the episode to break it down. If there was a Patreon, I'll support them for extra content and other things the crew can come up with. Maybe some episodes of fan questions and a Colleen face reveal in the future. But honestly... This is a great show to listen to on <laughs> no, the road. Ain't nobody want that. Or at work. Keep up the great works, guys and gal. So there we have it. We're going to have a, a Patreon, and the only reward will be a Colleen face reveal. The people want it, Colleen. <laughs> yeah, They're right. dying for it. I mean, yeah, right. Nobody that wants could be, it. <laughs> uh, full disclosure, we, we were talking about starting a Patreon before the uh, the whole coronavirus pandemic hit, and then we kind of delayed it since... We didn't really feel it was appropriate to be asking for money when, you know, the, there's so much economic turmoil. But we, we, were, we were talking about having one tier that would be, like, super, like, stupidly expensive that we wouldn't expect anybody to uh, actually sign up for. And that could be the reward, Colleen. Only they that flush out, <laughs> like, $100 a month get the, the Colleen face reveal. Was that the tier that we were like, uh, we called it John? Yeah, dog, yeah. <laughs> or something. John the dog. Yeah. You're you're a good dog. Like, that was the, the prize, or like, that was the payoff. Yeah, so. They could, they could be a good dog and get the face reveal. How about that, Colleen? I don't know if it, it's worth it. <laughs> really, you guys. But uh, that was a very nice review from Spencer. Yeah, thank you, Spencer. Very kind words, I thought. Thank you, Spencer. And uh, if you guys are interested, you know, the the Patreon's still an idea we're kicking around. Um, Have to be the right time. Um, Obviously, we know that things are still pretty crazy in the world. But uh, if you have any ideas about a Patreon, feel free to reach out on Twitter. It's definitely something we've considered. And we would like to do more content. It's just figuring out how to make it worthwhile since... This does take a good bit of time uh, for, you know, to prep and do some work, so it would be nice to at least get those hosting fees covered at some point. But uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with two fun episodes. Colleen, you have any final words? Not final words, you're not dying, but do you, do you have any parting words to say? <laughs> yes, this is my last episode, actually, so the face reveal is probably never Yeah, we'll never get a face reveal if it's um, your nope. dying words. <laughs> yeah um no but i mean just on that like to follow up on the patreon and whole face reveal stuff i mean we could probably consider doing like a video edition of the podcast Uh-oh. i don't know how entertaining that would be because it's just us talking to each other well, but... but people like it they want the face that would be the face reveal well there you go so that's up for consideration. I've had this damn bug on my laptop um, for the past ten minutes. I'm trying to kill the damn thing. Is it a bee? No, I, I need a pesticide, clearly. Also, funny story. My dog was outside, and he was like underneath a tree, and one of the birds that sit on the trees shit on him. 
Oh, where did it land? It landed, it landed on like his back. It's very funny. Okay, he's all cleaned up and fine now. Oh, did he? What was his reaction? Uh, he wasn't happy about it. I mean, he was just confused. He was like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I can I can just picture it now. Oh my gosh, that would have been so cute. So, uh, yeah, I'll have more entertaining stories of my misbehaving dog next week so we'll be back soon bye bye and remember one truth always prevails